0: All right, hmm. That was fun. That was fun. Um, next Tuesday, we have this list over here of thirty-two things men need Goodness to stop doing? Gracious! And we got through girls, about half of it during the break.
1: I'm gonna need some girls to call in on this, yeah. okay? Because he just read me some of it, and it's like, I mean, <clears throat> this man who makes this list, y'all. I, I can't with him, and I, I'm. I mean, I'm pretty tolerant, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I can't. So yeah, you'll want to tune in.
0: Yeah, you're definitely going to want to tune in next Tuesday. We, and there's no telling what else we'll add to it by then. Mm-hmm. All right. I hadn't had a chance to talk to you publicly. Sure. I don't even know that you, if you've given your opinion publicly. I, all it, I
1: haven't so much, but all, yeah.
0: All you said was you just can't with it.
1: Well, at first I did say that. And then um, I posted something that was, you know, that had, it was something somebody had written about Tyree Nichols. And, um, you know, just what a peaceful person he was. What a good dude. You know, he liked, you know, riding his skateboard. And I mean, you know, like this isn't the guy that, that we expected to see this happen to, to say the least. Um,
0: Married, yeah. kid, well, or with, with long-term relationship girlfriend. Yeah. He was with his child mom.
1: Okay, he had a child, one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and At least that's what know, I heard. There's all kinds of you know other talk out there. Um, and, and that said, so one way or the other, though, um, what happened, and I, I would not watch the video, um, and partially that's because after years and years of doing what I do, I've got to protect my peace. And I, I think it's terrible that as a country we watched his murder as though it was entertainment. And do I think that they should hide it from us? No. And I understand the First Amendment, uh, you know, why they needed to show it. I I have no argument with the process um, from a journalistic standpoint or from a, an official standpoint why the police department would release it. But it offends my soul and my heart that we think nothing as a country now of watching an actual Homicide. Watch somebody beat to death, um, as though it's just what we're doing right now.
0: I hated the way they built it up all day to release it at six or seven o'clock on a Friday. Mm-hmm. They were basically trying to create a a volatile situation at nighttime in Memphis, wanting people. Well, they were basically. I thought. I felt like the media. Was trying to incite a riot.
1: Well, I think I don't know that it was the media that didn't release it until that point. Um, but that said, I, I don't have a, an intimate knowledge of how that release happened. Um, well, the
0: police department, even. I mean, how yeah. you know, whatever. Got, but it was built up by the media, like six o'clock tonight. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. was planning to be by the news to watch Memphis burn.
1: Right, and and I think so that that bothered me a lot. Um, I think the fact that I have ridden with units like this and I have seen them behave with the utmost decorum. Um, I've seen, you know, I've seen these guys get shot at and get in somebody's face and yell at them about you are going to ruin your life. Not you could have killed us, not now we're going to take you to jail and you're going to, you know, get what's coming to you. But son, you could have ruined your life if you would have hurt one of us. I've ridden with guys in units just like this who did it right. And so to see this be with no reason and and literally that that seems to be and objectively you never know what's about to come out but that seems to be exactly the case that there was no reason for this regardless of what they you know oh well there was a traffic infraction um i i i have issue with that well, with these so, guys,
0: so this was their Scorpion unit, I believe yeah, they called yeah. it. So mm-hmm. for people that may not know, that would be like the equivalent of what I talk about with Capitol Police, the Jump Out Boys.
1: Yeah, they call you know, them the Jump flex Out Boys. units, yeah. you know, stuff of that Street nature. Street Crimes Unit, you mm-hmm. know, VICAP. Uh, that's the <clears throat> wrong word. That's an FBI term. But like the violent, the ones that go out to curtail the violent crime, the yep. proactive units. Yep. And and they can be done the right way. And I have seen it happen.
0: Well, you know. Also, typically they are they are out searching for the worst of the worst, right? And those, when you search for bad guys, you're gonna find bad guys. You look for bad things, you're gonna find bad things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, bad guys don't go peacefully in the night. So they they try to run you over. Right. They try to shoot you. And look, when you start you start trying to run over the the good guys, they shoot back. Right. You know. So a lot of, a lot of times these these uh homicides like that are justified.
1: Just yes. I guess
0: that's how it's worded.
1: Well, justifiable. And, and this it,
0: was not one of those cases. I'm not no, making that argument, but I'm no. just saying you know, they, they you're gonna have people <clears throat> like Pastor Pickett and Jackson gonna try to or Choquay gonna try to spin any time uh one of their one of their uh, one of their how uh, do I don't wanna say it? Voters <clears throat> constituents. There's the word I'm looking for. One of their constituents uh gets themselves shot. They're mm-hmm. gonna try to pennant it is this type of situation going back to like his apartheid and colonization and type comments and that's just not the case obviously 99 times out of, shoot 999 times out of a thousand sure. that is not the case it is just bad guy doing bad stuff play stupid games won a stupid prize uh, but you do get these cases like this where it happens and it's just like oh man that's gonna make it bad yeah. on everybody else there's going crap rolls downhill
1: well, and and the other thing is too. It's like as we've heard through the, you know, it's it's not in the official media yet. It hasn't been released officially that I have seen, but I did hear it through um, a, a pretty good source that there was a personal connection with one of these officers. And well, uh, we can we can discuss it. Okay. Um,
0: so I, I, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. <clears throat> that allegedly, and I've seen conflicting reports of this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. He had, was having an affair with one of the cop's ex-wives, and the cop took a picture of him while he was being beat down and sent it to the ex-wife. Basically, look at what I did. Mm-hmm. In my, in, to me, that makes it 100 times worse.
1: That's premeditated.
0: That's exactly what I said. That's yep. premeditated. And if you were able to get all your other boys in on that, that's premeditated. And that's death penalty type stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the thing. So I, I will address it as a hypothetical because we don't know for sure if that's real or not. Um, but like I said, I'd, I'd heard it from a pretty good source before I started seeing it on the internet. Um, regardless of what the relationship was, whether it was, quote, an affair, whether it was a relationship, or whether this guy is just a good guy and was trying to help her out of a bad situation, whether at some point dude had showed up at work and, you know, Tyree Nichols goes out and is like, man, don't do this here. I mean, we've all been or or seen these bad relationships. they worked together right at FedEx. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, allegedly they worked together at FedEx. So we've all seen these relationships. But also, I mean, if you know anyone who's dated somebody who's very violent, you know that when you step into that gap right there and say, no, this isn't going to happen here, you become a target. Now, is that the case here? That has not been officially released. But if that were to be the case, hypothetically, if that's what happened, then the tragedy in this is, of course, what happened to Tyree Nichols. But it is also that somehow this guy got at least five of his friends to go along with what he was doing whether it was a plan like hey guys we're going to jump this dude or whether it was like in the moment they all think that he must have seen something you know or that something must be going on you know when we talk about the the paramedics or when we talk about the sheriff's department folks you know where do you step in where what is your professional duty here and what do you do when it comes to all right, if I step in, what if I get arrested? If I step in, what if I get fired? You know, that kind of thing. We saw some of that with the George Floyd thing, too. Mm-hmm. There, there is a discussion that surrounds that, that for me, the way I'm built, I take the consequences. Because somebody has to stop it, or it turns out like what we're looking at. And it has soiled the name of police everywhere, of good police who would have never done this. And it has taken the life of a man who, by every single indication, did not deserve this.
0: Yeah, sorry. So you, you you mentioned the EMT stuff. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you kind of just said them, but
1: I, yeah, it's um, getting
0: fired. I mean, it's not their job to, on any level ever, to, in my opinion, inter- intervene with, with police doing their. Because at that point you don't know that that they're doing the wrong thing. You know, well, at least me. If I see the police doing something that aggressive, I'm thinking that guy must have really. Really, done something stupid. they yeah. felt their lives were in danger, not knowing the circumstances till after the fact
1: and that okay, so there is an argument to be made for that, and i I will say that is a fair argument. um but I also know that um there comes a point where you recognize as a medically trained individual when one person is no longer a threat to five or six gotcha and um and to me, And I'm going to get emotional about this. Like, I feel the lump in my throat. You know, you kind of, when you take these, uh, when you become a medical professional of any description, whether it's, you know, emergency medical responder, like you see at the county volunteer level, all the way up to being a doctor, not only is, is your vow to do no harm, but there is an implied do what's right that goes with it. And, yeah, I know in that situation i would be the one who would run in and i would probably you know get myself hurt get myself fired get myself arrested all that kind of stuff but um but we have to have that kind of courage on the streets on every level it can't just be cops that are tasked with that it can't just be firefighters that are tasked with doing the right thing if you're a paramedic yeah your job is to be there to save that life that is why Medics are dispatched to scenes to save lives. And I don't know. I mean, I would need to see a detailed description of what happened there when they got there. I would want to see the call report before I could judge. But put in that situation, I do feel like it's potential that there could have been something done.
0: Well, because I I see it and I see these firings from people who weren't involved and directly involved in it. And I think it is just them over overreacting. They're they're firing anybody that was in a proximity of this. And saying that it was all so bad, so bad, so bad that anybody who touched it, you know, like who sniffed the same air that night, we had to let you go. I,
1: I mean, it is a possibility, but to have three separate agencies do it like that, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't see that as as probable.
0: Yeah, uh, that goes back to the culture in Memphis too.
1: Fair enough. And, and that said, I mean, I know some about it, but I don't know how interwoven things are like here. I know who the players are. I know where the connections are there. Again, I'm, I'm kind of speaking on this like hypothetically, because we don't have all the facts. And that said, they probably won't come out until trial. Um, and I hope at that point what we find is that, um, you know, maybe somebody did try to, you know, I, we didn't see it on any of the video. But I just I can't believe that everyone let this happen.
0: I got you. All right, let's have caller. I think we got Miss Sylvia on the line. Hey, Sylvia.
1: Good morning. It is myself. I was just calling to find
2: out what were they supposed to do? The EMTs? I mean, calling nine one one. There was nine one one folks there already,
1: and I don't agree with them being fired because what were they supposed to do? I don't know what I would do in that situation. Because if they're the police beating up someone, dialing 911 might just bring more police to beat up that individual. Or it could be, hey guys, I'm a paramedic on scene. I'm watching your jump out, boys. It's six on one. It's getting out of hand here, guys. I'm, I, I'm afraid to step in myself, but could you send back up?
2: That's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that far, but because I, I'm observing, yes, very good point. And that was all I
1: wanted to say. It's good to see my team or hear my team. <laughs> it's Florida. always good we to hear you from you, Miss Sylvia. Together. All right. We Talk love you. See you later. All right. Bye,
0: Sylvia. Thanks. All right. Let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edward Show. Join live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios by Therese Apel with darkcoursepressnow.com. We'll be right back on 103.9 W-Y-A-B. Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios Almost halfway through the third hour. Yep. Time flies. We did it. Time flies. This segment brought to you by Ellis Autoplex. Y'all already know. Get out there and see me. I sell cars there. I also buy cars there. So if you're in the market to buy or sell, check out EllisAutoplex.com or just stop by 2195 Highway 471 in Brandon. We specialize in trucks with a little higher mileage. So if you don't want to go spend fifty or sixty thousand dollars on a late model truck, you're looking maybe somewhere between twenty and thirty thousand. Uh we got you covered. Uh, We got a ton of F-150s out there right now. I think we also got a Nissan Titan, a Suburban, and a couple other things. So just check out the website, ellisautoplex.com. We'll get you taken care of. And uh, if you're trying to sell your vehicle, uh, come to us. We will make you a fair market value offer. We'll cut you a check on the spot from a local bank that you can go cash so you don't become one of these people crying on Facebook about how, Somebody came and stole my side of the side my four-wheeler and <laughs> wrote me a or my car and wrote, gave me a, a fake uh, certified check. Right, Hey, bro. You, sometimes you got to stereotype, folks. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. Use, use your spidey senses. If it seems too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. There you go. If they show up with a certified check with your name already on it, made out for the exact amount, don't trust it. If they didn't try to negotiate, don't trust it. Uh, anyway, I digress. Those are red flags. You need to look out for when you're buying things off or selling things on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. I could do a whole show about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right, Therese. Yes. Uh, we we covered the Memphis thing.
1: Well, I wanted to add something to that, too, okay. because when Miss Sylvia called and asked that about what are you supposed to do, and I said that about you call in and you say what I'm seeing, you know, could become a problem. There are multiple reasons that you do that. And I recognize that they're probably, they're going to be first responders of all ilks that both agree with me and disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. Um, the, another reason you make that call is because it saves your hide in the end.
0: So do you, because you know, when you, it
1: comes to court, you're yeah. the one that said, hold up. You know, you're know, you the one that tried to get help. You're the one that tried to stop this, this train that's going down these tracks wrong.
0: I, I like that. And I, as I've sat here and I've digested it a little bit here on the other side, and that's why it's good to talk through these things mm-hmm. versus just having a solid opinion, you know, like I'm 100% this. Yeah. Um, it does. And I think that again, without knowing any of the inner makings right. of, the, of the people right. involved, it could be a, it could be a residual effect of the no snitch culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Big time. Because you know. there is that <clears throat> feeling that like, I don't want to be the one who steps out and like seems to go against my team. And there's a good reason to feel like that. And I got to work case. with
0: these people all night right? And on accidents and that scenes and this, right. that, and the other, and make my life more difficult because I didn't mind my own business. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada.
1: And for that, I need to call out first responders. Cops, if there's a cop that did the right thing and everyone's treating him like a jerk now, it's on y'all when there's a bad cop. You know, first responders, if you have watched something wrong happen and you've allowed it to because you're afraid that you're, you're, you know, the rest of your team is going to take it out on you. But you know what should have been done was or what was done was not the right thing. You're with the wrong team because we're here to serve and to save lives. And to, like I said, there is an implied do the right thing. And in that case, there were at least, what, 11 people there that we know of that could have saved that man's life and that chose. Well, I mean, and, and again, we don't have all the details. So, again, you know, if we're talking hypothetical here. If it went the way that that has been released, um, there were 11 people that could have saved his life and could have at least saved their own job or their own. butt by calling in and saying, I don't like how this is going, could you send a supervisor? Because my understanding was that there wasn't a supervisor in this situation that could have stopped this from happening. Um, And that said, that was just one report that I read. I'm not trying to. to... So in the end, there were a lot of things that, that went wrong here. But part of it is that when we see a situation where everyone is doing something, too many people, and it is PAC mentality, are afraid to step forward and say, hold up. If nothing else, I want to be the dissenting voice that said this isn't right.
0: Yeah, it, it, and it's obviously playing Monday morning quarterback. Absolutely on this deal, it's very tough. Well, I would have done this, or I would have done that. When none of us were there, we don't yeah, know. Absolutely, you know. And uh, some people are. Some people are very guided by by faith or whatnot, and they know what they would have done, and they probably would have done it. You know, but it's still a difficult situation. To, to sit there and say, oh, I, you know, I would have. A lot of things are happening, happening fast, moving fast. It's it's hard to know,
1: and that's why it's hard to call on things like this. In all fairness, because <clears throat> you know there were only eleven people there besides Tyree Nichols. You know, like, I, I wasn't there, you weren't there. So I can talk about what should have been done and what their duty is, but we don't know what they were looking at exactly beyond what we saw on camera.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that was was bad was when he ran and he was trying to run to his mama's house, I think. Mm-hmm. And you could hear him on the on the cams hollering for his mama and stuff, and, and that, that's tough, you know. And I, and I go back, and this is where people think I'm just being all pro-cop and being the bad guy, yada, yada, yada. I talked about it yesterday. Every now and then, you know, we got this bad thing in, the, in these urban communities about freaking out about the police, mm-hmm. and so obviously, some of it's justified. Um, he was not laying down. He, they kept saying, "Get down." He was like, "Well, getting down on the ground's good enough." Like, man, he, we're me, as men, we hate being emasculated, mm-hmm. especially by a cop being rude and whatever else. We want to argue back, but every now and then, I just say it all the time: you, you got to eat that ale. You got to get down. And you just got to suffer through it, live to fight another day. He was he was fighting with them the whole time, going down, and then he made the fatal mistake of getting up and running. And I, I know fight or flight, everybody handles it differently. I just it it, it still goes back to I, it, it. Doesn't even matter how wrong the cops were. He 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 was not complying.
1: I, know I, people, I fight I know, with that. I have a no people that. don't want to hear that. Yeah. Well and the thing is I'm usually one of those people too. But
0: you also said you um, didn't watch the video, right?
1: And that's fair. Yes, no, I didn't. But I'm usually one of those people too who says comply and you'll be fine. Um but when you say he made the fatal mistake, um and and again, I have I have been the one who falls on the side of make sure that you comply and and i generally always am this this being the exception because at least one person knew who that was and knew where he lived at least one person if if what we know is true if what we are hearing is true at least one of those officers knew who that guy was yeah at least one of those officers knew and and, and did it take all five of them did it take six of them <laughs> i mean we don't know this this six guy what exactly his role was did it did it take all this that's not a fatal mistake. That is fight or flight. That is the human reaction in that case. Because also if he knew who that guy was, yeah. think about it. You know, mm-hmm. if, if your current girlfriend or some guy that you have crossed swords with before that you know is a violent dude is telling you to get on the ground, what is your, your response? And, yes, there should have been a better one. I mean, again, I'm, I'm talking hypothetically. Yeah. There should have been a better way to do it. But we can't say, well, he should have without saying, but look at these 11 other people that should have, you know, and and that's that's where I have the problem. I I can't find myself feeling any sympathy um, for these Memphis police officers who swore a duty um, to protect and have done this in a situation where it's not just because he resisted. It's not just because X, Y, Z, because it didn't take five of them to keep that guy on the ground. Yeah. It didn't take five of them to subdue him.
0: I got you. I, you know, again, uh, I, I, if and I'm, you realize
1: it's hard for me to, I mean, you know, like I, give get, it. It, you I know. get it.
0: And, and I, and, and I'm, I'm somewhat just kind of playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. But I, if I'm putting myself in that situation, I would think that the other four or five people involved surely aren't all in on this. And if I just do right by what I'm supposed to do, they won't allow this guy to escalate this.
1: And that's the problem is that in this world, we so often wait for somebody else to do what's right.
0: Let's take a call here real quick. I think I'm not sure who this is. Hey, caller you on there.
2: Hey, how are y'all today?
1: Good. good? How are you?
2: Good. Just one other thing to, to keep in mind about this and, and possibility of, of the attitude or the, the fight or flight for, for eight, to 10 years now the african-american community has been told daily that the police are your enemy the police are trying to kill you the police don't like you the police want to get rid of you you hear that message often enough and you believe it
1: and there are a lot that do yeah
2: and i mean it's right wrong or indifferent and i don't agree with that with that with that the right. attitude, but that's the, you've been, you know, it's not then someone telling you that liberals are nuts. Well, if you keep hearing it enough, you're going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if all you do is just listen, it, it, I mean, you can only hear that message so often where you, you just look around and you say, well, yeah, it must be so. And then when you have an interaction with police, and things go sideways, your 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 thing, you're you your revert back to. They're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know what? If I didn't, if I thought they were going to kill me, they'd have to do it fighting too. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. I'm not going to lay there and get killed. That's fair. So, I mean, that's just you got to keep in mind. And and right, wrong, or indifferent, the police have to. Uh, they have to understand that that people have been told this for the last 10 years and made the police out to be the enemy right i'm not saying they are the enemy but that's what they're portrayed as so they have to do a better job of of handling that situation you can't you got six cops you 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 shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to 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 do all of that i agree
1: and (laughs) and i think that that what you just talked about is is And I say this with tears in my eyes because I've watched so many of my friends that are law enforcement um, post about this, about, you know, it's not just about making their job harder, quote unquote, but it's about like every time something like this happens, it erodes the trust that they try so hard to build, you know, that like they're already fighting this upstream battle of trying to prove to people like we're not killers, we're here to protect you. And then something like this happens. And, and, And what's the answer? You know well, but, how, do, how many but, times do we say it's not all of us? You know,
2: right? And 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 that's and and you're exactly right. It's not. It's not all of the cops that, right. that do it wrong. It's actually a small, small minority of cops that do it wrong. But you know, it's no different than anything. How often does does the stockbroker one stockbroker rip off a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, all stockbrokers are crooks, <laughs> right. or the bankers, or or one doctor. Doing something illegal, and all of a sudden all these doctors are dope dealers mm-hmm. I mean we just that's just the way we do things in this society nowadays, yeah, so yeah. that's uh, I agree ninety nine percent of cops are all good people and wouldn't but yeah, it only takes one it only takes one to poison the whole barrel yeah,
0: hey man that was a great phone and, call thank you
2: and, and yeah you know, so just another thought.
0: No, Thank you. Great thought. Later, great well thought out thought. Thank you. Uh caller, stay on hold. We gotta take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards show. We'll be right back on 1039. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the Matt Click Flowwood Studios. Three hours today of just chopping it up and having a good time yep. here in the uh in the on the show. Uh Therese.
1: Yes. <clears throat> all
0: right, we've we've gone serious, we went funny. Now back to uh, then serious. Yeah,
1: and we've we've done it all today. We've done it all. Let
0: let's wind this thing down with a little fun.
1: Let's do. We're
0: like a variety show this morning.
1: <laughs> well, that's the fun of it. Like when it's three hours, we can chop it up however we want.
0: It is. I mean, I think this is just enough time. I, I don't know that I could do three hours every day, but right twice a week, yeah, I can make it happen.
1: Man, I couldn't do it for three hours by myself. I don't know how you do that.
0: I, I don't know that I could. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, oh, let me just play some things to play y'all on the internet. Right. <laughs> Let's go back to some old phone calls of Thomas right. that I have saved.
1: <laughs> Here's a song. Discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: uh, let's see here. Here's a list. on. There's a great Facebook group out there for people over 40, really over 45. Called The group's called Gen X. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm scratching my back with my notes here. He is. I um, <clears throat> had a spot I couldn't quite reach. Let's see here. It says, things you say after 50. Yep. Well, nobody in this room is 50. Right. All in our mid-40s. What I'm thinking is, let's go over this list and see if we do any of these things already.
1: Like, is death at our doorstep yet? Yes,
0: because we <laughs> let's know, do know we all know fifty-year-olds are just one step away. I mean, and that's f-
1: what we were always raised to believe. Foot in the gra-
0: <laughs> foot in the grave. All right, so there's twelve things on this list. I think this will be fun here. All right, where the heck is my phone?
1: Every day, <laughs>
0: <laughs> every day, every day. I day. I'm like. Where did I do with that thing?
1: And usually, I'm holding it in my hand.
0: Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's so many times I've been looking for my keys or my phone and they've literally been in my hand.
1: Right. Or have you ever been on the phone looking for your phone?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say no, but I'd be lying. Yeah, yeah. Like, hold on, I can't find my phone. Yeah, I'm
1: going to Google that. And then you're looking for your phone while you've got it to your ear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Number two, how did I get this bruise?
1: Yes. I actually have a bruise on my shin right now that I've it's a goose egg. I have no idea where it came from. (laughs)
0: Luckily, I'm not dealing with that just yet. Like, right. here's one that I do deal with daily. Okay. Oh, uh, that isn't my password either. <laughs> what the
1: heck? Yes. Well, I don't. I haven't had that problem yet. But my dad, I, I deal with a lot of his stuff, and uh, we got to reset his password every yeah. every time we have to log in.
0: My dad went and finally got a new iPhone the other day, uh-huh. and he called me wanting to know his Apple login information i said i'm not even oh my gosh you're gonna have to (laughs) start a new one or figure it out there's no way i'm going i'm getting involved in this for me there's
1: always this train of like okay we can log you in if do you know your email password uh no okay so we can't get into your email we can't get into your apple um okay so do you know how to get into your phone well we have to take the password off the phone so that he can actually get into the phone and then i'm like okay so can you get to your messages where that yeah they sent you that message for that passcode which one is the messages? And I'm like, the green one with the bubble. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I just clicked on the green one. And it's Spotify or something. You know, it's like there's the, – and he's in Ohio, so we're doing this by phone, which makes it harder. But, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. My, my dad my, – my email – when I set up my dad's email address for him, I put mine as the recovery. Me too. It, <laughs> at least once a week I get a notification from Google that <laughs> that uh the email the recovery email is needed. Right. You know? so like, yep, oh.
1: have done that. Teaching,
0: <laughs> teaching parents technology is hell. Yes. Uh, All right, let's see here. Number four. How do you expect to read this small print?
1: Oh, my. I do hate that that's becoming a thing for me.
0: I know there's days that I come in here, especially after being blinded by all these nuclear powered headlights on the way Mm -hmm. where I can't see anything on this computer screen. It's just a blur.
1: Right. Or when you're tired or whatever like that. Like I I have refused to go to readers. I'm not doing it yet. But yeah, there are days that I've got my phone out here at arm's length and I'm like, please, God, just let me squint just right.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I
1: never thought that would be the case.
0: Well, speaking of readers, number five, where did I put my glasses
1: See, I sleep in my contacts way too much, so that one's not a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, me,
0: me either. Yeah, and then, now, unless we're talking about like Ray Bans or something like that, oh sure, I quit buying them. I lose them so much. Yeah. All right, number six. I don't care if it doesn't look fashionable. It's comfortable. Oh, I'm guilty.
1: Guilty. Guilty.
0: <laughs> guilty as charged. Right. Um, number seven. It's nine thirty. Who the heck is calling this late?
1: If I'm not already asleep, I get an attitude when I see my phone ring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I get an attitude when I see my phone ring, period. Unless, oh, that's unless true. it's somebody I talk to on a regular basis. Yeah, no, that is true. If you're calling from an unknown number uh, a number that I don't have saved, mm-hmm. I'm like, Why? Why? Yeah. It's like, I tell you, here's another pet peeve while we're talking about that. If you call me through Facebook Messenger,
1: Oh, I hate that.
0: Major red flag.
1: Yeah. No, I hate that.
0: Major red flag. What is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, I don't know how to say it right, but like straight up, if you call me on Facebook Messenger, I already like think you're, there's something wrong with you.
0: Creep. Yeah. I, I don't care how long I've known you. And it doesn't make sense. If you call sense. me on Facebook Messenger, right. I think something's wrong with you.
1: Like just, just, I mean, you use your Facebook Messenger to ask for my phone number. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Messenger's for messaging not calling i know it can do it but it ain't that ain't it's god intended purpose
1: exactly and i don't like it that all these apps are trying to make us so much more accessible Mm -hmm. like i should be able to turn off facebook calling i should be able to like like i don't like it that it by default makes me available like now you have to go in and like set it so many times that like i'm not available no matter whether i'm on or not like red dot please anyway that that goes down another rabbit trail
0: oh absolutely but i'm with you all right number eight does anyone say please and thank you anymore? Yes. That's true. Yeah, but I don't know. It depends on where you roll at, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Number nine. Geez. How do you throw your body out of whack just sleeping wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> attacked. Oh I feel attacked. Yes. And I I just had to go to a chiropractor last week because everything hurts, and I don't know why.
0: Yeah. I, I woke up yesterday and felt like I'd been beat with a bat. <laughs>
1: why does this happen to us in our ages because we're not know. 50 yet
0: and i've got a very comfortable mattress too but i mean i woke up i was feeling it yesterday i yeah. had to apologize about halfway through the show it's like man if i felt like i'm moving slow today if i sound like i'm moving slow it's because i do i am yeah it was slow motion yesterday it reminded me of, like, a bad hangover, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, you know, it's funny because I take this – um, this it's a line dance class, but it's an aerobics class, you know. So it's like – and it's not like country line dance and it's stuff like the electric slide or, like, the wobble or just different – you know, we use those, but it's not just specifically those. Some days I'm good. I can, you know, I can make it. But last Monday I woke up with that same, like, I'm dragging. I don't know why. I'm not hungover. What's the deal? And I couldn't even move my feet Right. Like, I'm sure they wanted to stop the class and be like, are you okay? You know, like, are you having a medical condition? <laughs> because that's what it looked like.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Let's see here. Now, number 10, I'm sure we've all said this, and I think I said it this morning. This scale can't be
1: right. Oh, my gosh. Me and the scale, I just don't even want to talk about it. My weight fluctuates like Mississippi weather, and it infuriates me. So, I, you know. I just write it down and hope for the best tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, what I've been telling myself lately is I've just converted a lot of fat to muscle. So that's why I weigh more. That's right. (laughs) Uh, If I didn't, if it was all fat, I would be, I'd weigh less. Let's see here. Uh, Number 11. What the heck is wrong with people nowadays?
1: I say that not just every day, but multiple times a day. Yeah.
0: There's one that I'm going to add a number. I'm going to add an an 11.2 here to this. Mm -hmm. What the heck is wrong with music nowadays?
1: Yes. Yeah. And these kids these days would be one point or eleven point three.
0: Yeah. All right, number twelve. And this is the one I said that I absolutely do mm-hmm. multiple times a day, especially at my house. Why did I come into this room?
1: Oh gosh, I hate when that happens.
0: Like, what am I even doing in here? I walk back to the back of the house and like, I came back here for something, but there I can't was, remember
1: what. What was it? Yeah.
0: I was on the phone with somebody last night. And got to telling a story and it's like, no, I don't remember why I told you that, but I was going to tell you something. There's a reason why there I told you all that. And <laughs> and now I don't recall what it was. So I'll, I'll remember you, later.
1: I'm glad you got to enjoy that story. <laughs> 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 I hope you took something from it.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. So that is from a website. They actually created a website here called womenafter50.com.
1: Okay. Well, and I think that they probably just stuck 50 on there, but it could have been 40.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if you lived a, a hard life like I have.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I think by the time you're in your mid-40s, it's been a hard life anyway.
0: I think I could have started reading those at around 35 and been just as relatable yeah, as fair. it was today.
1: Yeah, actually, I have to have a talk with one of my employees all the time because I will tell her something and walk away and forget what I even told her. And so she'll say, I thought you said such and such. And I'm like, wait, that's correct, but when did I say it? Like, I don't remember saying that. And, and it's just because as we get older, it's just a terrible, terrible progression. It is.
0: It is. <laughs> I am. I'm going. We weren't
1: going to talk about sad things, Clay. <laughs> what are you doing? All
0: right. So he, here's one of the other things that we talked about a little bit. We will kind of wind it down with this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we did this on air. Okay. We were talking about people that go to concerts now. This is kind of off this Gen right, X page, right? So on this Gen X Facebook group, a lot of times I will see on there people complaining. I went to a see such and such last night, and I just don't understand why this generation keeps their phones out the whole time recording the show. Mm-hmm. Like people are offended by it. And I've said it before, too, but I actually had this uh coming to Jesus meeting with myself on this matter and said if I'd been able to record concerts in the eighties when I was a teenager going to the Coliseum or mm-hmm. even the nineties to see concerts, I would have had my camcorder on my shoulder, oh yeah, recording the whole thing, and that would be way more abrasive than a cell phone, oh
1: yeah, well, and that is, so the thing is like we look at that now and and I think there is a part of you that as you pass a certain age, you become Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace. And everything, you know, the younger generation does is annoying. But, yeah, we all would have been recording if if it would have been that back then. Now, having spent a life of recording things, I know that you lose a lot of your experience when you're looking at it through a lens or through the back of a phone or whatever like that. So I do sometimes look and be like, well, that's too bad. Like, they aren't even going to remember the experience except for that they've got it in their phone because that, in my experience, is what happens when you when you film things. But – I. I've got no problem with people doing that because I would have done it all day long.
0: Well, I spend so much time on YouTube. I don't do it too much anymore, but I used to spend so much time on YouTube looking for concert footage from tours I had witnessed in person in the 80s, 90s, even or even just pre-cell phone, early 2000s. Like I want to go back and see like a, a, a Poison tour from 99 or 2000 where there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of footage available just to kind of remember what the stage looked like or the pyro or whatever. Yeah. And it's very minimal uh, footage available. I'm like... I wish somebody had recorded that thing and uh, nobody did. Right. You know, so I can't, I can't be on both sides of that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm the same. Of course, that said, you know, I don't know what it does to a band when, you know, it used to be that the only recording of their concert was the official one. Mm-hmm. And now there's like, you know, 2,479 recordings from the audience. You
0: yeah. Know? Selling, trying to sell a live concert DVD nowadays. is <laughs> probably not a good business. Whole different thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the thing too. I used to buy the
0: like the live DVD and, and all that. I had all these different bands live shows. I could mm-hmm. sit in my living room and watch those and stuff. I had a ton of Motley Crue ones. Yeah, and all that. Cause they they would always put put them out. Kiss would always put them out, and uh, they were always good. So that, that's kind of my. My high horse there
1: Yeah Well and we can We can also talk about What I said Which is like Now when I go to a concert I want to be able to Sing with the words I want to be able to Talk to my friend that's ne- Or at least yell To my friend That's next to me And they can hear me mm-hmm. I want to be able to sit And like Not necessarily have to be Standing up the whole time And that's because I got old
0: Yeah, I went to uh, see Poison Fourth of July weekend At Silver Star
1: mm-hmm.
0: And <clears throat> We were on the floor It was general admission So I'd say we were 30, 30 rows of people back yeah. I'm tall So it don't really bother me but it was also it was kinda neat. I got some cool pictures standing back of people's screens with them on the phones. So it kind of created this cool image. Yeah. Instead of just being rude about it and like, Oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. I actually caught some cool pictures here I am taking pictures of people filming stuff. It was kind of a unique yeah. you know, kind of that fun house mirror effect. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined by Therese Abel, DarkHorsePressNow.com, and we are live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the MAC Hike of Flowood Studios, coming at you live from the Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Florida, Mississippi, with Therese Apel in the studio with me real quick. And, hey, mm-hmm. Therese, I, I have uh, gone through the show here, and I haven't told people about my friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to read a quick five-star review off Google about Watkins Construction and Roofing because I figured their, their, uh, their happy customers can tell you about them better than I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Diane Macon. It says, kudos to Mr. Michael Hemphill and the Watkins Construction and Roofing team. They are top-notch professionals from day one. Mr. Hemphill provided a thorough, thorough inspection of my roof. He knew exactly what documents and photos I needed to assist, to assist me with my insurance company. He was never too busy to answer my many questions. I now have a great quality roof, and Watkins Construction and Roofing did it. That's Diane Mason with a five-star review. You, too, can uh, be as happy as Diane is about your roof repair or replacement by checking out WatkinsConstructionInc.com. There you go. Make it easy. Uh, Therese, yes. 3 hours? That was good. We did it. We did it. Good times, man. Thank you yeah. for coming in today. Anytime. Uh, well, next Tuesday.
1: All right. Another 3 hours. We'll have all kinds of stuff planned.
0: Hey, look, you know, m- news happens fast. Mhm. Um, I would like to revisit some of your uh bigger stories again. I've always okay. enjoyed that. Uh, the true crime stuff does well. The yes. downloads do well. And that's just, frankly, it's something I'm interested in. Absolutely. I would like to see how uh, K2 and uh, the pumpkin girl are transitioning <laughs> into prison.
1: Well, I hear they have transitioned. So that's the important thing.
0: That is the important thing. All right. Uh, DarkCoursePressNow.com. Uh, search Dark Press on social media. Jameson Haygood up next. Podcast will be available shortly. See you tomorrow.
1: See you tomorrow.